Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Great day, great day, everyone. My name is Paul Lawrence Van. I'm host of Wealth Academy podcast. Glad that you could be with us today. We have an honored guest, a guest expert by the name of Mark Coleman, and he's going to share some empowerment with us, some mind, body, and spirit. He's going to be talking about some things that will make a difference in your life, and I want to introduce him to you today. Monk, how are you doing today, my friend? I am doing so well. It's a beautiful space. Thank you for having me on. Uh, honored to have you. And of course, our mantra for the show is wealth is more than just money. And we say that, yes, we all need money to take care of our needs, but we also need love in our lives, compassion, mm-hmm. relationships. We need goals and we need things to look forward to and believe in something greater than ourselves. And that's what t- part of today's uh, episode is all about. But before we get started, I want to start with the, the uh, bio for Mont Coleman, and then we'll get started. Uh, Mark Coleman is a life coach to empower clients, and he does so by having ascended from the basement to a mission. And today he's going to talk a bit about that mission. And Monk is an, is an empowerment life coach. He's also an author, meditation instructor, and get this, a three times natural pro physique bodybuilder. He has something for us all. And uh, he's also uh, just doing great things. And his his life mission is to change the face of what it means to live a life of love, compassion, and spiritual awakening. And in today's climate with the pandemic and other things taking place, we can all use that. So without further ado, again, Monk Coleman, welcome to today's episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Thank you so much. All right. So, Mark, let's talk a little bit about uh, your experience from the basement, and now you are leading a mission, and this is part of your journey. Uh, it will lift the spirit of my podcast community. Please share what that journey is like for you, what was like for you. So when I talk about the basement, um, a lot of times, people, what do you mean the basement? The basement. So the basement is those low vibrational experiences so when i was living a different type of lifestyle uh the friends friends i had uh the relationships that i had uh were very dysfunctional and the things that i used to do were actually doing harm to the community and harm to others so everything is a frequency everything is vibrating everything is moving and i was living in such a low vibrational uh I was having such a low vibrational experience that everything in that space was doing harm to me and to others. So this is the bottom. This is the bottom of the barrel. This is the bottom. I stayed there for so long. So Mm -hmm. everybody that came into my life was a reflection of myself. 
right? So all my friends, they were just different name reflection of myself. All my experiences brought pain to either myself or others or both. Mm -hmm. So when you're living from this space, everything is dysfunction. So the drinking, the drugs, the violence, the dysfunctional relationships, everything is bottom level. And this is the basement. And everybody's been there. Oh, yeah. That's the for short periods, short periods of time. Mm -hmm. Right? So everybody's experienced that low, that basement type feeling. But when you start to live there, it starts to dictate your entire life. And this is where I was for about 20 years. I was in the basement. And mm -hmm. when you live in the basement, you can't, even though you want to do something different, your experiences are going to reflect the frequency that you're at. So a lot of us in life, we want different things, but we are not a match to those things. We have to be a match to what we want. So you might want a healthy relationship, but you're not a match to a healthy relationship. So you're going to get what you're a match to. Yes. So you look at alignment. There you go. Yes. So in order to get something better, you have to be something better. So, and, and there's a lot of blaming going on in the basement, right? Yeah. There's a lot of victim. Uh, there's a lot of playing the victim in the basement. Everything's happening to you. It's not your fault, right? So the, the, you were raised a certain way. This is why you act like this. Mm -hmm. You were treated a certain way. This is why you act like this. Yeah. So all your, external experiences take the blame for your internal experience. And we just don't know how to get out of it. So somebody has to be to blame. It can't be us that's making, I was born broke. I, I was abused. I was this, I was that. These are all the things that justify us hurting ourselves even more, right? So we're justifying hurting or causing pain to ourselves even more which doesn't make any sense, but it can't be us. We, we, we are no longer responsible for this because something happened to us. So that's yeah, the thing. That Go ahead. Yeah, that, that talks directly to mindset. And of course, that mindset has to do with one's vision and how they see the world at that given moment. And, and so you really hit the nail on the head with that by stating uh, you can't be great if you're not working to be great. You know, if, if you're, um, you're down on your luck, it's because you, you're meeting people who are also down on their luck if you're thinking that way. And so those are very uh, powerful uh, uh, information and expertise that you're providing to the listeners and very powerful. So, you you know, we've all seen it. Certain people in our lives that always uh, have certain relationships with people and sure. then they break up with that person and then someone else will come into their life with a different name, but the same type of relationship. Yes. They haven't learned, they haven't healed from whatever, they haven't, that experience didn't teach them anything. That's right. So they keep on switching out these people, but the, the same experiences over and over. I had a, 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 someone that I know that's uh, fairly close to me that had an <laughs> alcohol uh, problem. Right. And everywhere she, she would blame that city, those people yeah. for, for causing her harm. So she would move to another city, the same exact thing would happen. So, you know, that saying, uh, no matter where you are, wherever you go, there you are. Yes, yes. It's about taking responsibility for everything that happens in your life. And until we do this, nothing great is gonna happen to us. Yes, yes, that's, that, that reminds me of a quote I, I saw recently and it stated that, 
a lot of us, a lot of people want to change the world, but very few people want to change themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. what, that's what it, it sounds like with the uh, the young lady, you know, everything around her. Yep. So I think that the real main issue is with society in general, because I, I from my own personal experience, is that if you don't know who you are, yes. how are you going to know how to live? Very true. And I think this is the issue because when we are, we are born and when we come into this uh, earthly plane, we are perfect. Yes. We, there's no judgment, no right? Judgment. All you want is love and to be loved. Everything is new to you. Right. You are not conditioned at this point. Mm-hmm. So then I always tell people that I, that I talk to and that I work with, I'm like, you didn't know your name until someone told you your name. You didn't know your race. You didn't know your sex. You didn't have a religion. You didn't have any of these things. So is that really you? Or is that the program Yes, that is you? That's powerful. So a lot of times we go through life and a lot of times our experiences that program us are very dysfunctional. And we claim that. We think that is us. Yes. That is not us. Because anything we claim that is us, that is not us, it all has limits to it. Very true. Very true. So you identify so much with a black person. What yeah. limits come with being a black person? What limits come with your program? They're all limited. Absolutely. So the child knows there's no limits. The conditioned young child, after they've been programmed, there's limits now. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, us as grown-ups, we want our children to be great but only if they stay in their lane the safe way. Sure. So we're going to say, do this, do this, do this. That child is an individual. That child has hopes and dreams. A lot of times the people that love them the most are the ones that crush those hopes and dreams. Yes. We all have something we came here to do that only we can do the way we can do it. Absolutely. And we know this when we come into this world. For sure. We're told, no, that's not going to work. You need to do it this way, right? And then you That's start right. hearing the stories that society gives. Oh, black people, they can only do this. Well, this even teachers, no, go this way because you know people like you uh, really don't make it in this this field. Exactly. Whatever, whatever it might be, right? You start to believe the lies just because somebody else has limits. They want to put those limits on you. Yeah, and I tell you, and thank you so much for that. And also, I want you to share with our listeners and viewers that you're a life coach. And how do you inspire your clients and artists to take a no limits approach to living? Because we're talking about limits right now. How do you help them with this? Well, like I was saying earlier, you have to know who you are. You got to know who you are. You got to know that you're limitless. And then, like, what do you want to do with your life? And then the why is always the big thing. Why? What, why do you want to do what you want to do with your life? And if you start answering the why, then you can start to work backwards and, and understand why you want it this way, right? And Correct. then it, once you get the why out of the way, how are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. How are you going to do it? But most people don't even know why they want to do what they want to do. Yes. I think we all, well, I know we all want the same things out of life. Mm-hmm. Every one of us, right? That's but right. we look, we think we all have different ways of thinking we're going to get. So we want to be happy. We want to have healthy relationships. We want to uh, have uh, have 
wealth or, you know, live comfortably, have money. We all want these things. But then some people think they can do it one way and some people think they can do the other. But what we got to realize is the feeling that we're searching for is already within us. Yes. And this is why so many people, they set goals, they accomplish those goals, but still feel empty like something's missing. Exactly. Because they looked at for something external to complete them on the inside. And that will never happen. Yes. So when I work with people, mm-hmm. look, I say right now, you're perfect the way you are. You don't need anything, right? Love yourself exactly how you are right now. Then going forward, every step of the way, you're going to accept that and be okay with that and love that as well. Yes. It's the example of someone that wants to get fit and they go ahead and get fit, right? But they have right. this low self-image of themselves. Sure. But they don't love themselves at all. And they think, well, if my body gets right, maybe I'll start loving myself and accepting myself. If my sure. body gets right. Mm-hmm. But every time they make progress, oh, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And it never is enough. They can have the perfect body on the outside and still it's never enough. It goes from mm-hmm. one thing to the next because they haven't fully accepted themselves right, right now. So right they, now. in essence, they've accepted the external aspect of what people or society says is good, but it's the internal is where it all derives from. And one must have happiness on the inside. In other words, have self-love. Right. No matter what. Yes. And then going forward, now you can accept yourself every step of the way. It's just like with money. When someone says, well, if I get a million dollars, I'm going to, I'm going to, that's all I need. I'm going to be happy. Uh Maybe maybe it's two. Sure. Maybe it's three. Maybe maybe it's five. Yeah. Goal post always moves. They keep moving. If you're not okay with yourself, it doesn't matter what you have externally in your life. A lot of people think it's, it's another person that can complete them. They're already complete. So when you get this other person that you think is going to make you happy, now you start to see the flaws in this other person. You're like, oh, maybe that's not my person. Uh It has nothing to do with anything or anyone else. Mm -hmm. It's an individual thing. So when I do my coaching, it's all about taking responsibility for everything in your life. Because if you don't, you're giving your power away. You're saying something else has power over me. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for that, Mark. And I know that people who are going to, who are listening now, who are viewing now, who will listen uh, with the archives, they're going to really take a lot of content-rich information with them. So thank you so much for that. And of course, uh, when we were all created, we all had everything that we needed to live our entire lives on the inside of us. It never said it was on the outside. It said it was on the inside, (laughs) in the heart. Absolutely. That's that's where it, it lies. So, Mark, one of the things that I want to know, and of course, my podcast community wants to know, is that you are a meditation instructor. How do you add value to people through this modality? Well, that it basically really, to be honest, it saved my life. It, it really did. You know, I was out there running around, uh, not knowing which direction to go depression, anxiety, alcoholism, mm-hmm. the whole nine, just in a very, very, a very bad, bad place. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, uh, you know, I had started having health problems because of my alcoholism and yeah. I had to stop. So I chose to stop and uh, mm-hmm. it was part of my life for about 20 years. 
And when I stopped, I was uh, playing the victim. It was I was a uh, why me type of thing. You know, I'm still I'm in my 30s at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was uncomfortable. I had to deal with my thoughts without my crutch, mm-hmm. without my I call my girlfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. Without my friend, my best friend that can, can talk me off the edge. Sure. I had to let that go. So mm-hmm. now I had all these thoughts all the time that I had to deal with sure. and I didn't know how to deal with them. So. Um, I don't know how meditation even came across my mind. I, ne- I never practiced it before, but it came and I looked it up and I said, I have to do something. And I just started sitting down and meditating. Yeah. And I didn't know, know how to go so ahead. You, so you think the um, when we are in that meditative state, getting into that meditative state, there's so much stillness and so much quiet. And, and a lot of that can be equated to peace. So is that kind of how you came into it in terms of becoming a, a, a meditation instructor? Ultimately, so every, every day I start. So when you first start meditating, if you've never done it before, sure. there's no peace there. You're going to get a lot of thoughts very fast. You're going to get, well, in, at least in my case, just a, everything I've, I've been suppressing sure. and repressing, it starts to come up. Yeah. Come up. You sit down and your mind just goes a million miles an hour. And that's why a lot of people say, I can't meditate. My mind is too busy. Sure. Well, let me give you some information. Your mind is always that busy. Mm-hmm. We just avoid what's coming up by doing things. Exactly. We, get, we stay busy, whether it be drinking, uh, social media, whatever the case mm-hmm. might be. We stay busy so we don't have to deal with it. But when that silence hits, you're going to realize what's there. And I was mm-hmm. just realizing what was there. And that silence gets noisy. Oh, silence is noisy. <laughs> it's like a band. <laughs> right. Man, silence is noisy. It's like everything started coming up. Exactly. So exactly. I continued to sit, not knowing what it was doing uh-huh. for me. But I felt better every day uh-huh. sitting down. I, this is something new that I started. And I was uh, I needed to do something. So I just continued to do it. Uh-huh. And I just felt better during the day, you know, on the days that I did it. So I just started doing it more and more and more. And it started to transform me from the inside okay. out. Wow. that That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Because I've, I've, of course, I've been through several of them. Uh, you know, Oprah, she hosts one 21 day with Dr. Chopra, et cetera. I've and, done that too. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a wonderful. But I, I found that it was just so empowering because we get a chance to connect again, from the inside, the mind, and, you know, the mind is such a powerful thing. And, uh, you know, people say thoughts are things. And, and so, as you stated, when we get into that peacefulness or that mindfulness you and I talked briefly about earlier, it puts us in that space of just a oneness with self, you know, mind, body, and spirit. Absolutely. Um, so many things changed with me uh, mm-hmm. from meditation, uh, like we were talking about earlier, the alignment, yes. the letting go of the old story, creating a new story. So in order to change your life, you got to change mm-hmm. the story. Yes. And if you go, if you work backwards, you can tell, you you can see why you act the way you act mm-hmm. from past experiences. Yeah. And not, not only that, they have studies now when they, uh, about this, uh, Epigenetics. I don't know if you ever heard yeah, of it. Before. I've heard of it. Yes. But it's trauma passed down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. 
So you, you have trauma passed down from generation to generation. So you come in with trauma inside you in your DNA already. Already. Right. And you add you know, to that. chromosomes, yeah. Right. Then you add on to that from your own life experience. Yes. So to change out that story, sometimes it's, you know, when they say it's hard to uh, teach an old dog new tricks, it's because mm -hmm. they've been replaying the story and solidifying the story their whole life. So the story is super real to them. So any type of information is immediately shot down. Yes. But in order to change your life, you got to change your story. And meditation mm -hmm. changed my story for me. Mm -hmm. It started to let go of that old story about what I can do, what I can't do. And I started to connect and started to love myself. Yes. And That's I started important. To, very important. I started to love others. Mm -hmm. I started to have compassion and empathy for other people. Mm -hmm. This is something I never had before because I was super selfish. So all my relationships ended because of, it takes two to tangle, don't get me wrong, but I was selfish. I was selfish in everything that I was doing. And then I, I started to look at people like, I want to help people. I want to help people. And this just came organically. It came naturally. And not only that, I started to make a connection to all life. Mm -hmm. People don't, it's, it's this simple when people are very judgmental about other people and other cultures. Sure. But we can't see our own culture and the hypocrisy that we live with. Right. So in China, eating dogs is okay. In right. America, you go to prison. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right. But we can do whatever we want to to all these other animals because in this culture, this is our program. Sure. But we in in Hindu, uh -huh. that cows are sacred, right? That's correct. We don't care about their cows. Yeah. They're sacred cows all day long. But then we're going to jump on China for eating dogs. See right. the hypocrisy there. Yeah. These are just stories that we said these are true because mm -hmm. of the environment we grew up in. Yeah. So I was making a connection to all the animals. Mm -hmm. So all the animals were like a dog to me now. Sure. Worthy of life, worthy of love, and yeah. understanding that these animals have feelings and families just like any other animal we care about does. Yeah. So the pig is smarter than a the dog. They mm -hmm. love their children. They mm -hmm. want to live. Mm -hmm. All animals want to live. All mm -hmm. animals have emotions. Yes, absolutely. So, so if they all have emotions, why is one more important than the other? Yeah, because yeah. I, I think about it when I, I look at, um, I have friends and they, they actually go out hunting. They hunt deer and birds, everything. But yet I have deer in my backyard. I love to watch them. I have birds in my backyard, squirrels, cats, and I'll just let them live because that's what they love to do. And and, and but I, I might have some friends uh, from North Carolina where I grew up. They hunt, right? right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. You can't you can't come to my backyard and shoot the deer back there, right? Right, right. <laughs> Don't want that for sure. So, right. Mark, let's talk just a little bit about your spiritual awakening and you becoming a, a ethical vegan. To me, this is one of the most important things that the listeners can take right now, because what you're about to say is really atmosphere shifting. Please share your spiritual awakening and how it led to you becoming an ethical vegan. So through my meditation, mm -hmm. uh, I now realize that I was connecting with God self yes god is not outside of you That's god right. is inside of you i keep telling people <laughs> and, and when you, you remove the stories and remove the blocks sure you have this real connection 
I always talk about uh, like having a dirty corrosive battery uh -huh. and then you, you take that wire brush and you clean it all off, uh -huh. put the put it back yeah. on. Now you got that connection, right? Yeah, that's you right. Without anything interfering with that connection. Sure. Meditation brought me back to that connection. Ah. And just doing it every day for so many years, it strengthens that connection. Consistency. It, right. And it's in, that's in my book. So and the more you do something, the more it becomes a part of you. Yes. So you naturally start to wake up. You naturally start to have this. We're all spiritual beings. Some of us know it. Some of us don't. Yes. Having that earthly experience. That That's it. Spiritual <laughs> beings having a human experience. Yes. So, just sitting reconnected me to that, to that, to that mm -hmm. knowing, I should say. And then here's the thing. There's a lot of people out here that know things on a conceptual level. The concept, they know that, right? Mm -hmm. Even people that go to church, sure. people that are in the spiritual community, you know, conscious, this, that, and that, but they don't have the actual experience. Experience, yes. yes. And for me, I was having the experience without knowing what was happening. Exactly. So I, I, I saw it different. I didn't know what was happening to me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't go somewhere and learn about something and then try to make that happen. It just happened. And then I learned about what was happening. Yeah. So you came into that consciousness. Right. I, yeah. I started my consciousness, my awareness, my frequency and all these other things. When we want even information that's downloaded when you're at a certain level. So sure. like I said, you got to be, you can only get things and receive things from where you're at. Exactly. So, the example is you raise your consciousness, you raise your frequency. There are certain informations that's re that's uh, available to you from higher levels. Yes. Uh, you get uh, it's higher levels of understanding, of knowledge, Absolutely. of intelligence. You got to raise up to get it, though. You can't just be down here or in the basement and think you're going to receive these things because you're not a match to it. Exactly. Yeah. I think this is, this is how these the really uh, influential people that came into this world, how they got their information, uh -huh. where there were no there was no information. That's right. It was new information. Well, where did they get that new information? They went up and got yeah. it. Up a thoughts. Information's out there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh -huh. All information's out there. You gotta go up and get it. It's not gonna come to you, you gotta go to it. Yeah. So without knowing, I was going up to get this information. Got it. Over and, over and over. I guess to a certain extent, it's also, especially in one's life, a matter of timing that uh, in the past, one may not have reached for it and gone after it. They may not have known. But then the time is right. The consciousness aligns with time. And then one is able to embrace and, and live it, live that. Yeah. You're only going to get it when you're ready to get it. You're only going to get it when you're ready to to receive it. It's that exactly. simple. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that. And this, of course, leads into the very next thing that we all want to know. You're a three-time natural pro physique bodybuilder. And, you know, it's all about the health. You know, we, we yeah. can have as much wealth as we can, but if we don't have good health, Mark, nothing is going to be good. And so right. let's talk about what that was like and then how being a vegan helps you in that process as you compete? Well, uh, it's funny that I, I'm sponsored by a, a company called uh, Clean Machine is the name of the company. Mm -hmm. 
But when they picked me up five weeks later, I was in a competition in Texas. Wow. Because wow. I was already in, you know, pretty good already. shape. Like, you got five weeks to get ready. So yeah. I had to, you know, start cutting and, and doing things uh, like that. But I never intended on becoming a bodybuilder. Sure. Uh, but after I, I got into it, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's roll with it. And I ended up for in three different federations be, becoming pro. And I, and I compete against young guys. Yeah. Well, I'm 51 and I compete uh-huh. against people in my 20s, 20s. and 30s. Uh-huh. Because in the natural federations, they don't have a lot of older men. Exactly. Yeah. Because usually older men grown. <laughs> yeah, they, they drop so much they have to take, you know, uh drugs. Yeah. And then if you take drugs, you can't compete in the cool. federations I compete in. Correct. So we're competing in the other federations where the drugs are allowed and exactly. actually praised. You know, everybody's on. Oh yeah. So um, I did that and, I, you know, I use that as a, a platform Yeah. because I'm not really about that whole physical thing, but it gives me a, uh, my foot in the door. Right. You can talk about things I really uh, am passionate about. Got and it. I, right. I'm really passionate about love and caring and the oneness yeah. of everything. It's so powerful. I, it's so mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah. People, got, people, don't, people don't realize, but love is the one of the most powerful things in the entire universe. What else is there? There is nothing else. <laughs> I just love. Love is God. That's just how love it is. God, exactly. Love is everything. A lot of people miss it. <laughs> they miss it, but it's right there. It's like looking for your keys when your keys are in your pocket. It's exactly. right there. It's right there. Yes. Right there. Turn inside, turn inward. Yes. And you're going to find what you're looking for. It's going to start the engine. Right. <laughs> so for me, doing what I was doing as far as bodybuilding goes, it was a, a great experience. Uh, I just mm-hmm. competed about a month and a half ago. And I just, I'm not into it like that anymore. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was fun while it lasted. You know, I got a, like I said, it gave me a platform. Uh-huh. And, and being vegan, it helps to boost your testosterone. People don't understand yeah. that. People think exactly. that you eat a lot of meat uh, to do that, but it's just the opposite, really. Yeah, I, I saw a um, little YouTube video and it was talking about that. And it was talking about how the green leafy vegetables and eating almonds and, and foods that are really good for you, your system. And a lot of people miss it. They're thinking bulk, bulk, bulk. Like when I played football, I couldn't bulk. <laughs> I just burnt everything up, the metabolism fast. And now that metabolism kind of went 360. Right, right, right. So now I'm turning it back around. <laughs> yeah. Like, it yeah, it's like they say, it's hard to turn a ship. It takes time. Right, right. Yeah. Especially if, if you got a, uh, a big freight liner, right? Yeah. It take you a minute to turn that around. But uh, it's all about, this is my own theory on it. Sure. Um, the reason why kids heal so fast Mm-hmm. It's because of blood flow. Yeah. The older you get, depending on your habits, sure. the more constricted your arteries get. Very You're true. not getting the blood to the places that need it. You're not getting the nutrients to the places that it needs. So when you get injured, oh, it takes so long to heal because you're getting little, a little bit of what you used to get a lot of. Exactly. So yes. what foods constrict the arteries? Right. Which 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 foods open the back up? Yeah, processed foods. <laughs> right. So if you're yeah. eating leafy greens and fruits and vegetables, it's gonna open it back up. It sure is. And these are the studies that you're talking about. Even and it though, doesn't it doesn't take that long. No, you can reverse you can the, diabetes, you can reverse diabetes and everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's a, a documentary. I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's called Game Changers. Yes, I've seen it. Yes. Right. So they they they. I think Lewis Hamilton, the the F1 driver, he's he's one of the producers, or he funded that. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. He's a race driver. I follow him. Yeah, he I know a couple of people that was actually in the video. Yeah. But yeah, so when your arteries open back up, mm -hmm. they can feed the muscles. Sure. They can feed the bones. They help the injuries heal, heal faster. And that's one thing I really noticed was when you get little aches and pains, they go away fast. Yeah, because it's at that cellular level. Yeah. They go away fast because you're getting everything you need to heal that joint or that muscle strain or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. But I do want to ask this question. When you're standing up and you're on that stage and you're competing, what is that like? Ooh, the first time I was uh -huh. super nervous. I was like, I don't know. I, I, should, I only had five weeks to prepare. So uh -huh. you had to pose and do all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, man. That's a lot of work. There was a lot of people there. And I was like, first time. And I went out there and I was shaking. And, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, I, it, it, was, it was very nerve wracking. But um, now it's just, you know, it's I'm so, doing it so long. It's just. It's an experience. Like, you still, you still you know, feel a certain way, but you know what to expect and you get up there and you do your thing and it's, it's, it's fun, but it's not enough for me to keep going with it. Some people really love it and oh, yeah. it's not even like that anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, but thank you for sharing that because, you know, when you get my age, you want to know what that's like. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> but uh, I, I think for a lot of people who are listening, uh, what you're passing on to them in regards to being able to reverse things, I think that's very important, especially people with a lot of chronic disorders. You know, that that people need that, um, you know, they diabetes, high blood pressure, stiffness of the joint, you know, arthritis. There are a lot of different things that people go on. And then the other aspect of that, when a lot of people have these chronic uh, illnesses, they have to take medicine and oftentimes that medicine is not good for them. It actually right. adds to the problem. So you see all the things that you just mentioned. Sure. It's it's all inflammatory issues. Absolutely. Body so inflamed. Right. You're inflamed. Mm -hmm. So what how do you reduce inflammation? You can Google that. Yeah. And they're gonna tell you to eat more fruits and vegetables. They're gonna tell you to stay away from certain things. Yeah. They're gonna tell you the things to do. It's just that simple. You're inflamed and it's because of your habits. Yes. Yes. That's very, very true. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Now, let's talk about your book. And of course, you're the author of Love Over Fear, A Guide to Peace and Purpose. How does your book help shift the atmosphere for readers in today's challenging society? Because we have so many distractions nowadays that we allow, but your book helps bring people back. Well, I wasn't even in planning on writing a book, but I'll give you a little backstory. Sure. Uh, Ten principles that I have in the book. Mm -hmm. I was when I do my speaking engagements, I usually um, uh, just get up there and whatever's on my heart, I just speak it. But this time, I said I'm going to write some stuff down. So I wrote down ten things, uh -huh. and uh, when it came time to speak, I didn't use them. I just did the same right. thing. More, more natural. Right. I just did the yeah. same thing I always do. So I put them in one of my notebooks that I write in. And then about maybe eight months later, I'm watching a video. And the guy asked, was asking in the video, what does your audience take away from you when you speak? And I'm just like, you know, my energy, my love, my words. But, you know, when usually after that, you know, a day later, that it's in one ear and out the other. 
At the time, it sounds good. At the time, it's inspirational or whatever. But after you're done, you're going back to your regular nine to five job. You just kind of forget about it. Sure. So I was like, those 10 principles, I'm going to take those 10 principles and I'm going to make a book out of them. Yeah. Very good that, idea. That's how it came. Mm -hmm. I just started writing. And within a, maybe a year later, uh, it was getting ready to get printed. That's very good. Congratulations on that. You know, a lot of people talk, like I've talked for years, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to write a book. And I didn't write it. Then after I retired from the Air Force, I wrote my first book. <laughs> but it's it's really uh, something that people can take home with. After you leave that platform speaking to them and sharing, they can take that book home. So literally, they're carrying you home with them. Exactly. And yeah, that's, that was cool. the whole, that's what uh -huh. my process was when it came to the book. But it's a guide. So yes, I don't know if you have read it yet or not, but it's a guide. Mm -hmm. So after every principle, sure. I give you tips on how to live from that space. So right. if it's like if I, one of them's gratitude, sure. well, I can show you things you can do to show more gratitude yes. in your life. Yes. One service. So I, I, action steps. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. So one is being of service. That's what we're here to do, be of service. Yes, absolutely. Not only to others, but to ourselves. But how do you, how, what things can you do to be of service? Yes. It says when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And then when the student is really ready, the teacher yeah. disappears. That, that's correct. Absolutely. They've gotten the lesson and they're moving on to the next. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Monk, our time is coming to a close. Please share any other information you'd like, your contact information and how people can reach you. Really appreciate it. So the best way to reach me is my website. It's yeah. monketernal.com. All my social medias and everything will be on there. Okay. It is monketernal.com. That's wow. the best way to reach me. And, and I also have a radio station in Oakland. Okay. Uh, it's called Conversations with Monk. It's APGC 96.9 FM. Uh -huh. And it, it streams at www.kgpc969.org if you want to hear uh, the replays uh, on the radio. Fantastic. And they, can, where can they get your book? Oh, the book. Right is, on the right. Yeah, it's there it on is. Amazon. Yes. But if they wanted to contact me directly, because I'm going to start yes. selling them from my website, if they wanted to contact me directly, I will even send them signed copies and they can do oh, it that way. Autographed copies. Fantastic. They can get that right off the website. Not off the website yet. Not but not they yet. Get a hold of me on social media or any other gotcha. platform. I, I can send them one. Okay. Fantastic. Well, I tell you, I've really had a great time today. And I always go by the principle of each day learn something new. Today, I learned something new. Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> and I know the people who see this on the archive, as well as listening to it on, on the uh, podcast MP3, they're going to really appreciate it as well. And so thank you very much, Monk Coleman. You are an outstanding man doing great things and uh, many blessings to you and your family as well. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, my brother. And again, uh, our guest today was Monk Coleman. He's doing some amazing things as you listen today. As I stated before, he's a life coach. He's an author, he's a meditation instructor, and he's a three-time natural pro physique bodybuilder. He shares some great content-rich information with us today that we can apply to our lives, not tomorrow, not next week, but today. And that's really what this broadcast is all about. 
So thank you all very much. I thank all the viewers, all the people who have viewed on the archive, and we really appreciate you. And I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van, and our mantra is what? Wealth is more than just money. So Mont Coleman, thank you so much, my friend, and continued excellence in all that you do. Thanks for listening to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching, in addition to resources associated with this podcast, email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.